This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, November 26th, 2023. Burning Bible Questions. What is the Trinity? Isn't just a glorious day to be part of God's kingdom? Can I get an amen on that? Happy Thanksgiving and all that here in the sanctuary, there at home, wherever you might be. So today we finish our series, Burning Bible Questions. Today we ask the question, what is the Trinity? Well, actually the question that came in was, how would you explain the concept of the Trinity to a child? And the answer is, wow. <laughs> wow. Tough question since it's difficult to explain it to an adult, you know? But it is not just an important, it's an essential question. And when we say we believe in the Trinity, it's, it's our confession of faith. So let's get started. Well, good morning, Connection Church. Did y'all have a good weekend? Yeah, it was great to be together with friends and family. And just, I feel like there's an added measure of thankfulness. Everybody that I've been talking to just feels extra thankful for just getting up and being able to be about God's business. So it is great to be here as a community of faith called Connection Church. Do you notice a little new faces up here? Yeah, Chris and Chelsea, thank you so much. We hope we see you again. I'll be in touch. <laughs> yes. No good yeah. deed. Go, yeah. No. <laughs> We want to thank George Wicks for sharing the message last week. We were here for the 9 o'clock and then went to our granddaughter's baptism up in Elkton, and we were so blessed by his teaching. Just want to share something. Next week... We're going again. We're going again. (laughs) So our two granddaughters in Houston, 13 and 15 years old, are being baptized, and they called and they said, hey, can you come? I'm like... No, it's like, Not at well, first. actually, I said no. It's like, I can't leave. It's the first Sunday of Advent, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, really care? I'm like, really? Guess who's bringing the message? You'll never guess. Jeremy Hall, the guy who was just here giving the announcements. So get ready. <laughs> We're really excited because he's going to kick off a red carpet Christmas. And Jeremy, there's a lot of depth there, and we're excited that he's um, going to share the message. Alan he's looking pretty excited right now. Are you back there? Thinking oh, about yeah, the whole Jeremy. Thing. Okay. <laughs> All right. So um, I just noticed, too, is, is Mark uh, Hudson in the house? He's here somewhere. I, I just heard that it was his birthday. There's like a gazillion birthdays in, you know, Edna and Reese Maring and Mary Ann Wood and Mitchell and Sheila and Mark and Lois Dowdy and Wendy. Well, maybe Murray everybody and, with a birthday ought I mean, to just it's stand like, up. I mean, this past week has everybody. been birthday month, so Who has happy a birthday? birthday, everybody. Oh, yeah. they're all. They're all, yeah. I'm not. All right. Because they don't uh, want to know my age, and we're not going to, yeah. I know that. I'm going to pray, and we will get started. Lord, thank you so much for being family and for the celebrations and for walking through the dark times and the challenging times with one another. That's what it's all about. 
And Lord, we know that you go before us, behind us, and all around us. And we just thank you so much that we can be together and worship and honor you. It's all about glorifying who you are. And so we thank you for the opportunity to settle in right here at 4744 Summit Bridge Road. We thank you for those who are joining us online. Open our hearts that we would receive your word. And we pray this in your name. Everybody agreed and said, Amen. Amen. All right, so today the question is, what is the Trinity? Throughout the Bible, we find a lot of use of comparisons. Comparisons both implied and direct. And they help us make sense of things. They help us put together uh, things that we might not understand. And especially they help us understand the heavenly, things in the heavenly realm. And these comparisons are the here and now to help us understand the there and then. As humans, they help us understand a little bit more the divine. Jesus used comparisons. We find them, uh, we find him saying things like, the kingdom of heaven is like. Does that sound familiar? The kingdom of heaven is like. And then he goes on to compare the kingdom of heaven to someone who has sold everything they had to buy a pearl of great value. Also, he compared the kingdom of heaven to a little teensy tiny mustard seed. Yep. If we just have enough faith, the faith of a mustard seed, the size of a mustard seed. Yeah. He also... Um, compared it to uh, the person who lost 10 coins and just turned her house upside down to find the one because the one mattered. One matters. You matter. And so Jesus used everyday comparisons to help us understand a more complex spiritual truth. We see it throughout the Bible, but we also do it in our everyday life using comparisons so the trouble with um with these type of comparisons whether we're using metaphors similes remember all those 10th grade words you're in english class you learn okay whether whatever you're using sooner or later they all break down they all you know there's oh wait a minute but you know those 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 comparisons uh if we look long enough deep enough there will be a point where the analogy ceases to work. And so the question is, is the comparison strong enough to, to make the point we're trying to make, or does it come up short? And so we're going to use a few comparisons to try to explain the Trinity. Say Trinity. Yeah. Tri is three. Unity. Trinity. Three in one. Three in one. You know, the word Trinity is not specifically in the Bible, but it is implied from cover to cover. Cover to cover, we see evidence of the Trinity. There's no perfect way to understand it, but it's, an, it's a concept that is really impossible for our human minds to rationalize. It's something that we accept in faith. It's something that is so important to our Christianity 
In fact, it makes us father, son, spirit. And so what we know, what we believe is God is infinitely greater than we are. And therefore, we should not expect to be able to fully understand God. Now, in church world, the Trinity is how we describe God in terms of the three in one, Father, Son, and Spirit. And to try to help us understand uh, this idea of three in one, we often use comparisons from everyday life to make a bridge between what we know and what we're trying to make sense of, what we're trying to understand in our brains, taking the simple to explain the complex. So let's, um, let's start with, um, like right here, me. I'm three in one. I'm a father. I'm a son. I'm a husband in one. Each of those relationships is different. I act differently as a father than I acted as a son, and still different than I act as a husband. And even though I may act differently in those relationships, I'm still me, Alan. I'm not three distinct persons. And there's more than just three aspects of me as well. I'm also a brother, a grandfather, a cousin, uh, an uncle, a friend, a pastor, the list goes on and on. And even though these are very different roles I play, they are not three distinct different persons. They're all aspects of the one and only me. And so this is not a, a very good example of a trinity because they aren't three distinct, three in one. So that, that, you see where that broke down just then? That's the problem with that analogy. So the Trinity is made up of three distinct persons. In Matthew 3, we see evidence of this. Jesus is coming from Galilee. He's going to the Jordan River. And that's where John, John the baptizer, was baptizing people. And John baptized Jesus. And so in Matthew 3, verses 16 and 17 we see evidence of three in one. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Mm. Can you imagine being there that day? Wouldn't that have been the wildest thing, a miraculous, incredible moment? Jesus comes out of the water, Holy Spirit descends, it says, like a dove, whatever that means, like a dove, and God the Father speaks from heaven, affirming his son, Jesus. All three persons of the Trinity right there in that moment, distinct in that moment, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. But here's the challenge. We, we don't believe in three gods, do we? See that now it gets kind of tricky, three distinct, but they're not three gods. We believe in one God known as monotheism, say monotheism. 
That's probably the only time you'll use that this year. But anyway, um, one God, that's what mono means one, right? Mono means one. Unlike the Greeks and Romans uh, and many other civilizations who were polytheistic, poly meaning many, theistic having to do with God, many gods, Christians believe in just one God. So then how do we explain this distinct Father, Son, Holy Spirit business and one God? Well, this is a lot to wrap our heads around, isn't it? It absolutely is. And so, as we do with many things in the Bible, we try to use these comparisons to make sense of it all. The idea is not to say that they're identical, but they give us an idea of what this is like. Mm -hmm. So, some popular examples. Here, here's a good popular example. Comparing the Trinity to water, ice, and vapor. You know, three aspects of that one substance, water, ice and vapor, liquid, solid, gas. The problem is this analogy breaks down very quickly. It would be, it would be very difficult to have all three of these at one spot at the same time like we did there at the, at the end of the baptism. In addition, ice becomes water, right? And, and water becomes vapor. But the Father does not become the Son. And, and the Son does not become the, the Holy Spirit. And, and so, so it doesn't do a good job of showing how God can be three in one at the same time. Actually, it reflects an early church heresy, which many of these examples do. This heresy is the belief that is a belief that's contrary to, to church tradition that's accepted as right or true, also known as orthodox religion. And this, this heresy is known as modalism. Say modalism. Again, probably the only time you use that this year. And, and that was a belief that Father, Son, Holy Spirit are three distinct personalities, or, uh, rather than three distinct personalities, are different modes of God's self-revelation. In other words, they aren't really different, they're just different modes. The ice-water-vapor analogy reflects this, and it misleads us if we're not careful. Heresy. So, I know I've used that water analogy, and it, it really does break down. Some of us have used an egg analogy, right? An egg. So you have an egg, you know, there's three parts. There's the shell, the yolk, the white. <laughs> I hate the white. Anyway, um, the egg's a unit. <laughs> there's three in one. The problem with the egg analogy is that the egg can be divided into three distinct parts, quite different in nature and essence. I mean, they're like really different. A shell is really different than the other two parts, while the Father, Son, and Spirit are of one essence. Uh-oh. Wow. So the egg doesn't work. How about the apple? Ever used an apple as an example? So you've got the skin, and then you've got the flesh, and then you've got the seeds. Three distinct 
things, but that's the same as the egg. So that doesn't work either. You know, each thing can be considered independently. You can just chop an apple up and just eat the, the flesh part, you know? Or you can take the seeds out. It, it, it breaks down. By contrast, each person of the, ind of the Trinity taken independently, it's still God. It's still God. It's just not seeds or just not flesh. It's still God. I think that's it. That's weird. There we go. Um, as we just said, Father, Son, Holy Spirit share an essence, a oneness, a commonality with one another. The churchified term to describe this is uh, the Holy Spirit is ousia. Say ousia. Yeah, ousia. Ousia is shared by the three persons of the Trinity, uniting them, and yet while they share this ousia, this essence, they're still distinct and individual. Gets a little confusing, doesn't it? So I have another analogy for you. Uh, how about the one that St. Patrick gave us? Now, St. Patrick was a bishop, most likely in the 5th century, and he's credited with bringing Christianity to Ireland. Legend credits Patrick for teaching the Irish about the doctrine of the Holy Trinity using a, anybody know? Shamrock, the three-leaf clover. Now, it's a simple analogy from nature. At first, it seems like a really good idea when it comes to sharing three in one, but this analogy breaks down, too, when we consider the idea of the unity of God. While the persons of God are distinct, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, they are still united. They're not individual parts. You know, you can pick off a part of a clover, get rid of it, and then you've got two. I mean, it doesn't work. So sooner or later, what we're trying to say is all these analogies that we're trying to use to explain the Trinity, they all break down. See, the thing we always need to remember is that the triune God, that's the God that is Trinity, triune, three in one, has existed from the beginning. Actually, existed from before the beginning. You know, it wasn't like God was there at the beginning and then he decided to bring Jesus into the picture. Uh, 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 when Mary gave birth, Jesus was there all along. That was in human form when she gave birth, but the person of Jesus was there right from whenever <laughs> for all time. And, and, and the Holy Spirit didn't just suddenly appear on Pentecost. You remember in the book of Acts where uh, exciting things are happening, second, second book of Acts in the New Testament, the Holy Spirit was there again from, from the beginning, from before the beginning. Here's what we read at the very start there, Genesis 1, 1 and 2. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty. 
darkness covered the deep waters, and the that's God's Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit of God was hovering over the surface. Of, I say before the beginning, because if we call this the beginning, the, the tree was there before. The, they've been there forever. There was no beginning to them. They've always been, and the Holy Spirit's right there. God's Spirit, Holy Spirit. In Hebrew, the word is ruach. It means spirit. It means breath. It means wind. God's Holy Spirit right there at the start. And so let's take a look at John, the Gospel of John, chapter 1, and this is verses 1 through 5. In the beginning, the Word, that's Jesus, already existed. The Word, Jesus, was with God, and here's where it gets tricky. The Word, Jesus, was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created. Doesn't Jesus give life to us? Absolutely. And his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. Jesus calls himself light. Jesus says in John, I am the light of the world. Jesus was with God, Jesus the word, with God from the very beginning. So Jesus and the Holy Spirit were not add-ons. <laughs> they were not uh, creations that God came up with at some point in time. They were not afterthoughts. They were not underlings. They were not sidekicks. They were God, fully God, undisputably, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, present, not created. They were there from all time, not created. For all the always were, not created. Always were, always will be, no beginning, no end, eternal. So all of these comparisons to everyday things may help us understand a little bit the idea of the Trinity, but they also mislead us when it comes to fully understanding three in one. The idea of a single, a single God, there's one God revealed in three distinct persons. That's because our minds cannot comprehend this. And when we tend to have this maybe scientific mindset or if everything has to make sense, this isn't going to work for you. <laughs> and so as a believer in Jesus Christ, this is something that we accept in faith, that this is who God is, the nature of God, the essence of God. It's like a couple of weeks ago, you know, we were talking about Jesus being fully human, fully divine, right? How can it be? How can that be? You know, we understand that things are this or they're that. They're either this or that, not both. And it doesn't make sense, complete sense to us. It's 100%, 100%, 200%. What's that about? And yet, Jesus is. He is. 
And that's the same with the Trinity. The Christian belief is that God is a trinity of persons, each omnipotent. That means all-powerful, omniscient, all-knowing, and wholly benevolent, co-equal, fully divine. They are not three gods, but one God in three persons, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Again, our minds have trouble comprehending this. How can three persons be independent and yet codependent? You either are or you aren't. Each fully God, yet three parts of God simultaneously. To our minds, it doesn't make sense, and yet it is. There are those who, who won't believe because they can't make sense of it. You know, if I can't figure it out, I, I, I can't believe it. Well, well um, those people are putting themselves kind of at the top of the food chain. You know what I'm saying here? Uh, at the apex of the cerebral possibilities, at, at the head of the class. Uh, and that's unfortunate because to think that a mere human brain and its ability can make sense of things is as good as it gets really limits the possibilities of what can be. If we think our brain is capable of figuring out the entire, everything in the universe sooner or later, uh, then we've really put a limitation on God, haven't we? Uh, I don't know about you, but I choose a God who is, always was, always will be, and is beyond this pea brain-sized brain's capability of fully understanding one God in three persons, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. How about you? I was thinking about things that we don't understand. I don't understand how my car works, but I drive it. <laughs> I don't see the, the air, but I breathe it. I see the effects of it. We see the effects of the Holy Spirit, of, of Jesus, of God. There's so many things that we don't see, but we still believe. And so why not this? Because this is actually the most important thing in your whole life, in your whole psyche to believe. Because everything else just pales in comparison and it comes and goes. But as Alan said, the eternalness, always and forever, of God, Father, Son, and Spirit. We're going to show you a diagram. Some of you might have seen this, and, and if you're you know, struggling with this, I don't know if it's going to help, but we're going to put it up here anyway. <laughs> All right, God's in the middle. God is the Father. God is the Son. God is the Holy Spirit, right? Three and one. The Son is not the Holy Spirit. The Son is not the Father. The Father is not the Holy Spirit. You see, they have three distinct personalities, but one essence. I am thankful that God the Father, my, my Father in heaven is perfect, and that God the Father made this incredible creation that we get to enjoy I am so grateful that Jesus Christ died for me so that I could be forgiven and free. I am so grateful that the Holy Spirit guides me and 
steps on my toes and convicts me and helps keep me on the right path. Yes, three distinct personalities, but it's one God. It's all the same. And so I am grateful for that. And, you know, all this, they're independent of one another, and yet they're still God. Here's what it boils down to. It's a holy mystery. A holy mystery. Like the fully human, fully divine. Like the body and blood at the communion. Oh my goodness. So we have regular juice and regular bread. But something happens when we come in faith to receive that gift from God. I have received... Um, nudges from the Holy Spirit where it's like, Carrie, you need to forgive in this situation or the peace of God's gonna has come over me in that situation. It's a holy mystery. Or how about the waters of baptism? We get water from the top. But when we baptize a baby up here and we see the glee that the baby has and the baby's playing in the water, there's something, there's an otherness there's a holiness. There's a mystery. And so is the Trinity. We try to understand it, but the concept is beyond our human understanding. So in faith, we accept it. It boils down to believing what's in here. God's promises, God is not a promise breaker. God is a promise keeper. And God's promises are here cover to cover. And there's evidence, consistent evidence from cover to cover. And it begins in Genesis chapter 1 that God is three in one. Father, Son, Spirit. So back to the original question, what is the Trinity? Well, this is simply something infinite that our finite minds can't fully comprehend concerning the infinite God. Trinity is God, one God, three persons. This is a term is used to attempt to describe the triune God, three coexistent, co-eternal persons who are God. How would you explain the Trinity to a child? That's what this started this whole thing. How would we explain it to a child? Well, I'd keep it real simple. I'd say three persons, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, one God. And you know the beauty of a child? They'll accept that. Because they don't have to have scientific map for everything. They can just accept things and say, oh, okay, I get it. Three, one, okay. Not ask a million questions, just trust, accept, and believe. Like Luke 18, 17, where Jesus says this, he says, truly I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. What he's saying is, just accept it. Just believe it. Just trust. Just have faith. What about you? What about you? That's the good news. 
Let's live it. Let's believe it. Let's pray. Let's pray. Holy God, uh, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Wow. A mystery, and yet it's not because we've, we see all three in action, and yet we know all three are God. We know there's unity while there's individuality. We know that um, we know that in the midst of what our minds can't figure out, well, they don't have to figure it out for it to be real. I'm so thankful for the triune God, for my Father, for the Son, and for the Holy Spirit. We thank you, we praise you, glorify your holy name. And all those listening said, amen. Thank you for listening to the message from Connection Community Church. For more information and to find out more about our ministries, you can visit us on our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Thanks again for listening. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the new life he offers. Thank you.